We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 26, 2019. And uh, I have, again, a, a monstrous amount of content to try to cover. And uh, I'm actually starting <laughs> a few days ahead of time before I'm going to release this. Uh, I just don't think I'll be able to do this all in one day. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and probably start doing this as a pattern to try to get in more content. I don't know how much time we have left. I've never seen news cycles more insanely horrific. I, I just, I'm, I'm an absolute mind blown over what we're facing, what we're dealing with, what is um, staring us in the face, essentially. And uh, I'm going to give a whole series of Bible verses today as a reiteration. I'm not going to go through all of them because I've been through them so many times, but I'm going to post them in the PDF because, again, what I see very, very little of regarding this type of content is having balance and pointing people to the source of our hope, the source of our strength, everything, which is the Lord Jesus Christ and Father God. I just don't see a lot of that. And it's very easy to start focusing in on this information to the exclusion of God. I, I It happens to me. I mean, I'm immersed in this stuff all day long. As a watchman... Um, that's kind of what I do. So this isn't to, um, I'm not doing this to scare people, but I have to give you a heads up as a watchman. That's what my job is. And, uh, I also want to always bring you back to the word of God. And, and that's what I'm attempting to do today as well. So I'm going to post that in the, in this PDF. It'll be for, uh, May 26, 2019. And um, the first report is uh, from Dave Hodges, when 1776 meets 1941, and there I think there, he's in reference to World War II there. Are you prepared for the end of America? Other than a meaningless attorney general's investigation that will produce no indictments, arrests, or convictions, what has President Trump done recently, which demonstrates he is in charge of the White House? See, they're finally getting the memo. Dave Hodges, Glenn Kennedy, and others in alternative media. I think this last week, I'm starting to see a lot of people that were not on this bandwagon. <laughs> hey, I, I admit, I wasn't on this bandwagon for a long time. Because Trump was doing some, some good stuff. You know, commingled with bad, but I was pointing, trying to point all of that out, trying to be fair. Like Fox News, fair and balanced. Oh, I love that. And um, I was trying to do that. And but it's kind of the point now where if you're if you're willing to look at beyond the window dressing, willing to look beyond of whatever Trump is tweeting out, how he's feigning like he's doing one thing or another. If you're actually looking at the fruit of what's being produced or what he's actually really doing, I mean it's gotten to the point where it's just terrific what we're seeing going on here and he's doing nothing to stop it he's on board and uh i've been documenting this and 
all of my recent studies. I wish it were not the case. I don't want to be, you know, against Trump. But regardless if it was him or anyone else that was doing this, I'm going to expose him as a watchman. I'm not going to just say, well, I've got all this invested in Trump and I've said he's this great guy and I can't backpedal now. How would that make me look? <laughs> That's why I said from the very beginning, I give the guy credit where credit's due. And when he's, when he's out of line, I'll, I'll go after that. But I think a lot of other people in alternative media, especially the ones that have jumped on the Q bandwagon, they've got, they're, they were so far in. They were the just everything committed everything, and now it's like they can't pull out because their whole platform is built on Trump can do no wrong and Q. It's a very hard thing to walk back. Very very hard. That's why I never never jumped in on that. Uh, I, I guess I've just been doing this long enough, and and I've prayed enough about this that you know the lord wasn't going to let me jump into that and, and i thank god for that well this goes on to say uh cnn and fox news are playing good cop bad cop on the issues but in reality little good has happened since his first year in office the economy still remains in a miserable state but see you know they'll he'll act like it's you know the strongest it's ever been and this type of stuff but 60 percent of america lives paycheck to paycheck I believe these are statistics that just came out too uh 25 plus percent of americans do not even have a bank account uh 75 percent of americans cannot handle a 400 dollars car repair bill this is how razor's edge americans are so when you have a situation like this any little thing any perturbation in the universe is going to knock you off kilter. It just is going to do that. And the globalist synagogue of Satan elite have made sure that they have painted collectively, well, at least Americans, and I'm sure in, in tons of other countries it's the same thing, into this very corner. Because they know when the time comes, you're going to be very, very susceptible to whatever remedy they're going to put in front of you. That's why this has all happened. And why it's all happening. And we've, we've seen, it hasn't collapsed yet, guys. It's, it's, we're on the verge. And, and yes, we could have months, we could have days, we could have weeks. I don't know years i'd have a little hard time believing that one years i would be great if it were true uh but that would be tough for me to see how that could be the case considering how aggressive they're getting and that's another thing you can't walk back if they're going to draw this line in the sand they're not willing to go back and all I'm talking about today are lines in the sand. They keep drawing. And I'm talking, they draw another line in the sand and then they take a step forward and they draw another line and ever, all the while they're trying to push you back into a corner. That's what we're dealing with. Satan putting lines in the sand in front of you and daring you to basically step over. Collectively, that's what they're doing to 
humanity. Particularly conservative, middle class, Christian, you know, people that would would be viewed as pro-Second Amendment, pro and anything pro-liberty, pro-righteousness stands. Uh, those are the ones they're really after because they have to have their ultra-slave class and their ultra-elite class. The middle class represent too much... Too many people that can think for themselves and that can do for themselves and that, you know, aren't aren't totally dependent upon the government. They don't want that. They want George Orwell, 1984, Brave New World, Aldous Huxley, the whole nine yards. So, um, the number of Americans who are working full-time are still outnumbered by the unemployed and the underemployed. His inaction, meaning Trump's, on key issues far outnumber his accomplishments at this point. The president, I get, went over the 10, just the 10 promises he's failed on. I think I've done it twice on immigration alone. Build that, remember, build that wall, the cornerstone of his campaign promises. He has done the beyond polar opposite of that at this point. I, I, it's like every day I see just another report. The, the, the border is just, it's, it's collapsed it's beyond, and these are from Border Patrol agents. And that's what happens when you incentivize, thank you, President Trump, particularly what he did in uh, January when he signed that, uh, uh, it was the end the shutdown, but it was that bill that, that he collaborated with. I, I went over it. Section 224A, where all you have to do is say, I'm going to sponsor an unaccompanied minor. <laughs> okay. It's good enough for us. Here's our, here's your Uber. Whether it's the Border Patrol or our own military, Homeland Security, now they're now they're using air marshals to ferry them inland. All of it is being done by design on purpose, and he's fully on board with it. And I don't, I don't believe for one second he doesn't know about it. He's shown his true colors, and uh, whether he's been cloned, whether he's been. Uh, and we know he's blackmailed to the gills. Whether his family is being threatened, whether he was always evil, it's to me, it's, it's almost irrelevant at this point. He is doing the bidding of Satan. He is 100% doing exactly what Satan is wanting him to do at this point. From what I can see. A, fr a tree is known by its fruit. The president has also failed to address the following. Ending foreign wars of occupation. Ending the omnipresent power of the military-industrial complex. Failing to defend the First Amendment by ending the illegal censorship of social media and all of the stuff that's happening to everybody in alternative media. He's done nothing. To do. Oh, he'll put out a tweet. Oh, um, I'm a, oh yeah, boy, that's really sis, boom, ba, rah, rah, rah. That's really going to get the job done. You're not going to do anything. He, he might do, if, if he senses enough aggravation with his base, he might bow up for a day or two and act like Mr. Big Man on campus and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and all this other stuff. Ultimately, that same agenda, though, is just going to keep getting pushed forward. He's got it. He, remember, he's got to feign like he's still our champion. He's got to do that. He's not going to stop doing that. He's got everybody hoodwinked. 
He's totally going to keep doing that. They're, they're totally going to keep putting up the left-right paradigm of, oh, he's arguing with Nancy Pelosi and she says they're going to impeach him any second. And, please. If he were to get impeached, the only reason I could see, because to me he's doing such a good job, is if he finally did put his foot down and say, you know, no, I'm, I'm not going to, I'll do this, but I'm not going to do that. It doesn't matter what you do to me. I, I seriously doubt he's going to do that. I seriously, seriously doubt he's going to do that. If they were to impeach him, to me, the signal that would be sending is that we, as much as we've been able to accomplish with Trump, and we're so thankful to Satan for that. And I'm talking about these, these are these are the, the devils that are behind it. This is how their thinking process would be. We're so thankful to you, Satan, for doing that. But the bottom line is, is the guy we got in office right now, there's this facade of conservatism and this type of stuff we've got to get satan's agenda even more on the road and we cannot even have the facade of somebody like trump in office we need to impeach him impeach mike pence and then put nancy pelosi I, i've said that eventuality because she'd be the third line and then the 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 scenario there and i'm not saying this is going to happen okay but the scenario there would be she would she would ascend to the presidency she would step down uh, but she would, she would, she has the power to say, no, I want Hillary Clinton in. Okay. Or maybe Obama, who knows? I don't know if they could do that, but. And then she would either step down or go to vice president. Uh, obviously though, the problem there would be that you would have mass, mass, mass rioting. And you would have the t same type of scenario had Hillary Clinton won. All of a sudden the conservative trump base and christians out there would be fully aware and fully on guard of oh this is something really really bad maybe not fully aware but fully on guard which see what happened when trump got into office is so many people went to sleep millions of people went to sleep ah trump's got it all under control he'll he's a good christian man he'll 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 get her done and then you only see one side of his story if you're just paying attention to if just if you're just listening to Fox News. I can't listen to, to anything anymore on radio. I can't. I'd rather listen to sports radio at this point. Because the Christian the, the Christian ones are all saying what a great job he's doing, and then and then the Fox Hannity is so I, I can't stand to even hear his voice anymore. It's just constant, constant. The Mueller and the, the this and that. And it's just all lies. It's all uh, this. Look at what they're doing to Trump. He's trying to get all of this done. And they just won't let him do it. And I can't believe they're doing this. It's all theater. It's all lies. It's all being done by design to keep your eyes fixed on all of that garbage, all of the infighting, all of the arguments, just like this thing now with Nancy Pelosi and, and, and we're going to impeach him or whatever. I don't think anything's going to come of that. I think he's doing way too well of a job because as long as he's in there, the conservative base to a certain extent, to a large extent, is going to be placated and they're going to stay asleep no matter how well, I guess even 
people are waking up but see they're trying to keep the maximum amount of people asleep in this whole process and they couldn't have a better guy in there than trump to do that they couldn't so i don't know why they they would really want to do it but see what it does when they have all this stuff it gets you and your if you're just looking at the surface and you're not looking at actually what's really going on the stuff that we're covering the stuff that some other people in alter, alternative media are covering and finally dave hodge is waking up and it looks like glenn kennedy is waking up ted brower is totally on top of this but a lot of people now i'm seeing there it's it's like the, the 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 chinks in the armor that it's it's like the dam starting to finally break people are actually finally starting to wake up in alternative media about q all the lies from q that we just covered some of them last week people are starting to wake up and that's a bad thing for the new world order but the vast majority of people are still asleep and they want to keep those people asleep until they actually pull the trigger because if people wake up then there's going to be resistance there's going to be pushback there's going to be maybe a lot more people praying about it and potentially fasting about it but if you go to your standard 501c3 church and your and your pastors and the clergy response team and they're told just obey obey the government the romans 13 which it doesn't say that it says it has to be a righteous government for romans 13 to apply i've done a whole teaching on just keen romans 13 and contending for truth.com you know if you believe that uh, and that's all you're seeing and you're watching uh, Fox News at night and Rush Limbaugh and Mark Levin and all of the and I'm not saying you can't glean any truth out of them but they don't they at the end of the day they don't have a clue Mike Adams still hasn't got the memo yet at all Jones hasn't got the memo yet Alex Jones and you know again there's a lot of <laughs> um, whether he's even I mean I've, I've got like a 50 page file on that guy so it's not like I, I trust Alex Jones. I've, I've issued many, many warnings. But he's no better than than um, Sean Hannity almost. Because it's just, oh, Trump's trying, trying. And he'll he'll get mad for, him for about, you know, maybe an hour or two. Trump did this or he, he isn't doing this. But then he always goes back to, to that same thing. He always goes back to that. So it looks, it, it kind of looks like he's, He's keying into this, but then he'll just go on and he'll 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 go with the Trump tweets and whatever Fox News is presenting at the end of the day. Now I'm not saying that there's not a lot of good stuff though that is going on, like with Mike Adams and at Infowars with Alex Jones, because they're doing a lot of really good. But they haven't got the the memo on Trump yet, the full memo. People need to wake up. Alipac is the only one that's going after him from the standpoint of the immigration issue. And they're, they're, they're doing the best job out there. Uh, so, anyway, he's, uh, these are other things he's failed on. Uh, failing to secure the border by, uh, by all means necessary, which was his cornerstone of his, main cornerstone of his campaign promise. Stopping the weather wars and other suspicious phenomenon that threaten America's food supply. Well, also the dues weapons where they just incinerate houses and all the other stuff. You know, they're trying to soak the Orville Dam with as much rain as possible so that all those dams will breach and then it'll flood the whole valley below and kill millions of people and devastate the food supply and, you know. 
failing to prosecute even one member of the globalist controlled deep state. Remember, lock her up, lock her. That's, that's not going to happen. It's most likely, I mean, she's going to be locked up in hell when she goes to hell. And I would love to think that maybe there'd be justice for her in this life. But with the way things are currently in the world, and again, I don't see a lot of Bible for it getting better. You know, I just don't. Look at Revelation, Daniel, a lot of the New Testament. Mm. It's not like it's not looking like it's going to get that was the whole thing about trump you know a lot of the preachers saying a lot of the prophets saying oh he's gonna do this and he's gonna do that and all this other stuff and it's it's almost smacks of dominionism where and i've done teachings on dominionism where there's a certain sector of the of the church that believe they're gonna make things so good on earth that jesus is going to have no choice but to come back and rule and reign without there really being a tribulation period and going through all that stuff because things are going to get so great and a lot of christians are deluded into thinking that is the way it is right now that things are getting better and better because they will refuse to look at this type of information and what's scary about that is when you look at second thessalonians chapter 2 where it says for this cause god shall send them strong delusion which is where what we're in right now Second Thessalonians chapter 2 is about the apostasy of the church and the arrival of the Antichrist. The whole chapter, essentially, or the, at least the first part into the middle. And um, for this cause, God will send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie. That they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I see a lot of people that will identify themselves as Christians or conservatives or whatever, and they don't want to hear this about Trump. Now, I'm, they are some people are waking up, and I'm really praying that there is that. That's something we I really should add to the prayer list that you know people get woke up to what's actually really going on. Uh, going forward, it says, America, prepare to defend yourself because the threats to our collective well-being are growing exponentially. We are living in a time of 1776, about ready to meet 1941, which is World War II, because we now find ourselves in a dubious position of facing a domestic terrorism on an unprecedented scale. A Red Dawn invasion force is being imported into this country as we speak, and we are about ready to be destroyed by China and Russia as I write these words. Now, again, we've covered a lot of why this is the case in previous studies. This is the first in a multi-part series in which it is, it is chronicled that America has been set up to be utterly destroyed. Whether Trump's intentions were pure when he was elected no longer matters, as the globalist forces that dominate the deep state are much more powerful and are omnipresent in their opposition to any form of American populism. This is a global phenomenon. For example, in Australia, conservative Political parties have their own have are having their cars blown up, and their politicians and supporters violently attacked. I mean, this is beyond insanity. I'm assuming it's Islam that's doing it because that's typically the. If Islam does it, it's fine because you can blow up, kill, steal, rape, you know, humans and farm animals, whatever you want to do, because it's Islam. Acid attack. Don't don't speak against. The prophet muhammad or allah the devil moon god 
Oh, I'm sorry. What did I just say? <laughs> anyway, um, the beginning of this revolutionary harassment are beginning to appear in America. So he, this is his outline, and I'm only going to cover the first part today because he hasn't even written the other parts yet. But the outline of this series will be, number one, introduction along with a retrospective look at what America will look like when our defeat is final. The casualty reports and destruction of our economy has already been determined. Now, again, I know Dave says he's a Christian, and I'm not saying he's not, okay? But he always will present things like, we're going to die, and we're going to die tomorrow. And we're going to die really horrifically. And it's a classic example of somebody that very rarely has balance when it comes to presenting these issues i'm not saying they're not valid i'm not saying they're not real but we need to commingle this type of information with scripture and um reconcile it with scripture that is extremely important the second in his series is 1776 revolutionary forces committed to the destruction of America's culture and the Constitutional Republic. And the third part, the 1941 calamity that awaits our military. After reading this part, you will never let your sons or daughters serve in the military. Yeah, I would highly advise against that. The vaccination issue alone. I mean, you... They're going to be sent overseas so that there's to be killed and slaughtered so that there's nobody here to defend the homeland. That's the goal. I'm going to go over that again today. Uh, they they are being set up to be slaughtered. Any particularly any patriotic person in the military. Now I'm sure if they've done assessment tests and you've got illegal aliens in there, which they've got, and these types of people are Muslims or who knows, and they're they've got their allegiance to Satan. Well, then they'll they'll be allowed to live because they'll be good satanic minions. Uh, number four, the aftermath of defeat. This part will examine life in the post-war and post-revolution defeat of America. So it, it, it's all beyond negative and we're gonna die we're gonna die tomorrow so take comfort in that so anyway um and again i i'm i'm never gonna go there with this ministry ever refuse i'm accountable to god for what i'm putting out to you all and i don't want to stand before him and act like yeah god i, I was wringing my hands in ministry and i because i had no faith at all <laughs> and i just gave all the negatives and i'm not saying that's what dave does I, i'm just saying it so much of what I see is like that. And um, but the, the Bible teaching I just did recently on worry and anxiety. I'm going to give those verses again. I'm not going to go over them all. But all you have to do is key in worry or anxiety. Did a whole teaching on that recently. All Bible stuff. Bible verses we just go over. And those are verses, and I put them again in this PDF. Those are verses you want to, if you want to... Um, I printed them out, but to be quite honest with you, I don't have that big of a problem. As, as horrific as the news cycles are, I still really don't have that gigantic of a problem with worry and anxiety. I just don't. Because I know who's going to win in the end. No matter what they do, no matter what I say today, no matter how bleak of a picture the New World Order is painting for us and satan is painting for us the bottom line is satan gets thrown into the lake of fire with all his devils and demons 
and um, they lose. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. They lose in the end. So we're on the winning team. And if you do end up getting killed, worst case scenario, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So going further, the outcome, the final body count, and the destruction of America's military and economic standing have already been determined. As It was foretold in something called the Deagle Report, which I've reported on many times. We're going to talk more about that. When I first wrote about Deagle, the concept was not well received. However, since the actions of the, of the elite have grown more ominous, some in the independent media are taking a second look and are not liking what they're seeing for very good reasons. So yes, yeah, see, people are actually looking now at the Deagle Report. Now, this is interesting. I wasn't aware of all the stuff about the Deagle. Uh, who or what is Deagle? The power and the influence of the corporation that few have ever heard of is staggering. This is the modern-day Zapata Oil, which was a CIA front corporation run by George H.W. Bush, which in turn facilitated much of the Air America Drugs for Guns program in Latin America in the 1980s when the Iran-Contra became a nationwide scandal. My sources tell me that Deagle is the exact kind of organization as Zapata Oil. Deagle ran guns through Ambassador Chris Stevens and subsequently delivered them to Al-Qaeda in Libya and in Syria at the same time of Stevens' death. Deagle was intimately involved in Benghazi in ways which will, we, will be revealed in later articles. Deagle is just not a gun-running, drug-running, child sex trafficking organization. They are also intimately connected with the business as open source intelligence links. This means that Deagle and their partner affiliations listed below serve as marketing companies for the CIA and sell intelligence information to the highest bidder. Stratford and Deagle provide the CIA with minimum of two degrees of separation from the nefarious operations which could taint the U.S. government and in particular the CIA. These activities will be the topic of a future report. The focus of the remainder of this report is the destruction and depopulation of America. Deagle is a group that gets their hands dirty and they play both sides of the fence. Please note that the publicly available list of Deagle partners, which we listed below, which is just a partial list, we'll go over that in a second. They do business with, also with Russian Defense Procurement Agency, but they are largely an American contractor with ties to the U.S. Navy, the NSA, and the CIA through Stratfor. From the following information, we get a strong indication of how the U.S. is going to be depopulated. To further examine this possibility, take a look at the partial list of Deagle partners. The following list clearly shows that Deagle is locked in when it comes to the power centers on the planet. Please note that the time frame of these projections runs from 2014 to two, I think it's 2013, but uh, 2014 to two, 2025. We are already halfway there, and the evidence supporting this plan will will be uh, will be made clear in subsequent parts of the series. So here's just a partial list of these Deagle partners: National Security Agency, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, or NATO. Um, Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, Russian Defense Procurement Agency, Stratford, the World Bank, and the United Nations. So Satan, essentially. In the beginning of 2014, Deagle published a projected demographic shift for every nation on the planet. The projections are, are, projections are noteworthy. 
As one of the most prolific arm dealers and sellers of the intelligence information on the planet, Deagle would be in a unique position from which to make projections with regard to coming world events, as well as being able to anticipate dramatic shifts in global power. Not surprisingly, Deagle has made such a projection, and the news is not good for the United States. Below is the list of projected changes for the United States during the time frame covering, it's really 2013 to 2025. In the year 2013, the population was 316 million. I think right now it's about 332 million. Gross domestic product was 17 trillion. GDP per capita, uh, gross domestic product per capita, 52,583. Budget uh, was 5.8 trillion. And military budget was 726 billion. Forecast for 2025. Population, 69 million. Now, that's they re, retooled this. It was 30-something million. So they've doubled it. But here's the thing. They're letting millions of illegal aliens in who they, yes, ultimately they want to kill them off. But those illegal aliens, for the most part, are going to aid in the destruction of this country. So I don't really think they would want to kill them off right away. Be more down the line. So that might be why they added another 30 million on. To this projection it's still a gigantic when you go from right now we're at 332 million to 69 million 332 million to 69 million you you can see that's a gigantic difference okay uh gross domestic product would go from 17 trillion to 921 billion i mean 17 trillion to 921 billion so more than 17 times less productive just in 2025 this is only you know five and a half years five years for argument's sake 17 over 17 times less gross domestic product so does does that kind of indicate the businesses are going to be decimated across the board gdp per capita so per person instead of it being 52,838 it will be 13,320 so everyone across the board people will be living in a poverty-like situation so to further define that what is per capita gdp a country's gross domestic product per person is obtained by dividing its gdp for the whole country uh its gdp for a particular period by its average population for that year so even though the population is going to be far 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 less the gross domestic gross domestic product is going to be over 17 times less which means that if you extrapolate that out to the average person they're going to be making about 13 little over 13 grand a year now we're going to continue to see inflation over that time period so even 13,000 in 2025 is going to buy you who knows how much less than it would now so, i mean the, you you couldn't have more bleak horrific projections for america it'd be, it'd be tough to envision it being much worse military budget will will drop from 726 billion to 8 billion Seven hundred twenty-six billion in two thousand thirteen 
to 8 billion, meaning the military will be beyond gutted. We won't have a military anymore. We will only have some type of skeleton occupation force to keep the, the sheeple people in line in the Hunger Games type scenario that they're laying out here. Now, I'm not saying God can't intervene and change this. It's just that America's getting more wicked by the day. And I'm not saying every single person, but in general, it's getting more wicked by the day. And at some point, judgment has to come from God. Please note the how the changes in U.S. population covering an 11-year period mirror what I previously wrote in the America 2050 article. The projected and dramatic downward shift in America's population are nearly identical when one compares the America 2050 documents and the Deagle projections. So, in other words, he's got different documents that are saying essentially the same thing. There is another striking projection which should alarm every American. In 2013, the U.S. military budget was $726 billion. However, the projected 2025 is only $8 billion. Okay, so... Um, so, I just did the math on that, and it's 1.1% of what it is now. So, they're... they're, they're project well hey when you killed all of our military off probably in this world war three scenario and then and then the other ones are going to be assassinated because they're going to be overseas they're going to be vulnerable our own country is going to let this all happen well, you're not gonna you, yeah i mean that alone you're just not gonna have the military at all you're gonna have some type of u.n occupying force with the russians and the chinese I'm telling you guys, we're, we're this close to it, evidently, according to what they're saying. And Trump's fully on board with all this. So do you understand how I'm saying, I don't see how there's any way out of it this time. God could intervene, yes, but Trump's fully on board. And America's getting more wicked by the day. So I'm really not seeing in my own mind how we're going to, uh, as a country, break free from what they're projecting here. If what they are saying is going to happen. Now, individually, God can still protect his remnant. The Bible talks about pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things coming upon the earth and to stand before the Son of Man. Jesus Christ said we're supposed to pray that way. I believe at the end of Matthew 24. So, but it's going to be more of an individualistic protection of the remnant What is what I see coming. Um, so going further, I'm trying to pick up where I left off here. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's, it's 1.1% of our current military budget, essentially a 99% reduction in the military budget. This clearly points to the fact that the CIA, through Deagle, is projecting that the United States is going to be militarily gutted and conquered within the next, well, within the next five to six years. The mere $8 billion projected 2025 military budget speaks to a domestic martial law type of occupation force. That's what it's, that money is going to be used for. That's going to be for us, to imprison us and to keep the remaining population in line. With this kind of budget, the U.S. would not be able to 
would not even be able to engage in regional conflict. So it would, it would almost have to be just an occupying type of force. Conclusion, no doubt that many Americans will be angered by what they're reading here. It is hard to imagine the total defeat of our nation. By 2025, it is projected that our military will be obliterated and the economy will lie in ruins. Many of us will be hunted because we will be living in an occupied country. This is why I wrote the predictive programming piece about the TV show Colony, which we have mentioned before. Which basically in the TV show Colony, you, you've got a scenario where there's aliens that have basically taken over. Um, from, from what I had seen about the show, they're, they're not aliens like they're on the streets and stuff. They're, they're basically in control of the higher-ups in the human population, the human government. And, and they're like, well, listen... If you know it's good for you, don't get out of line. We're going, or bad things will happen. But we're going to let you rule over your own people. You're going to do our bidding, but you're going to be our face to the public. And it's basically like these big cities that are, you know, totally have gigantic walls around them. And there's drones everywhere. And, you know, so I'm not saying it's going to be like that in 2025, but he's saying that, that there's parallels there. What about the lock and load mentality of many Americans? You can bet there will be, there is going to be resistance. However, it will quickly morph into a different kind of resistance that we have not seen since Washington led a revolutionary army. The next part of the series will deal with the treason, betrayal, and infiltration of America and the role that they will play in contributing to the demise of America. All right, so we have that. Now, um, this was entitled, this short video, What Does It Mean When Exxon evacuates its personnel from Iraq. Exxon has evacuated massive amounts of their personnel, just about all of them. The U.S. Embassy is removing key government personnel. They're removing just about everybody from Iraq and also the Iraqi government is working on passing a law that forbids the use of American soldiers on Iraqi soil. Why? Because they're not suicidal. The Iraqis know what's coming. It's war with Iran. Syria is going to join in. Hamas, Hezbollah, Israel, Russia. It's going to be a free-for-all. And we just sit here watching the mainstream media and twiddle our thumbs even though all the signs are there. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, and tools. I hope to heck you are ready. I hope you're prepped. I hope you're ready to hunker down for quite some time because we will see domestic terrorism here and I believe it will take out the grid. That would be a logical thing for the enemy to do. We know they have terrorist cells here. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, tools. And when they and when they take down the grid, they're going to have the plausible excuse. Well, there were just Muslims here, Iranian Muslims that were mad because we we attacked Iran. We had this false flag and we attacked Iran. So we can't help it, even though we let the terror cells come here and we imported the Muslims in and we we protected them. We let them train on our soil. We let them have their terror compounds. And we let them have their compounds where they were making all their biologicals and let them plot against poisoning the water systems and make their anthrax and all the other stuff they're going to release. Wasn't our fault. You know, 
So that's what they'll, they'll, their excuse will most likely be. So these are just some related reports from this week. Just headlines. Trump vows to end Iran if it threatens the USA again. Uh, then it went on right to say Trump risks credibility with inaction. So if, if Iran comes around and, you know, Trump is just so good at, you know, firing off his mouth in this type of stuff so he's gonna have to look like the big man on campus which i think will be a big thing where they coerce him into all of this and i think he's fully on board anyway they're saying you know possibly a million soldiers might be needed i've i've heard about rumors of the draft being reinstituted which would be even better for the new world order because then they could get you know fighting aged males the ones that are here get them overseas kill them have them isolated where they can kill them off as well so that might be something to look out for the next report tehran promises crushing response iran announces that it has breached the nuclear agreement and increased uranium enrichment fourfold now so uh i think it was all that money that obama gave them by the pallet you know they breached that agreement and now they're gonna they're increased uranium enrichment fourfold like they weren't doing that garbage anyway they quadruple the production of low-end uranium. What does it mean when Exxon evacuates? Oh, okay, that was the actual report, yeah. So, yeah, we have that. Then, this is another thing that's kind of related as well. Yemen, millions in peril. U.S. and Saudis bombing civilians. Trump in full support. Italians put Americans to shame by refusing to cooperate. Incredible news is coming out of Europe, specifically with unions declaring that they will no longer be a part of a big war effort. And it looks like they're actually effective in their protest. Of course, we are talking about the larger proxy war that is happening in Yemen, where the European Union, the United States and Saudi Arabia are attacking that country, creating the worst humanitarian crisis in the world right now. And this story is incredible because it shows you how a lot of people always feel overwhelmed, always feel horrible, always decry that there's wars and there's nothing we could do about it. Well, this story, shows you that you actually can since there's many gears of wars and all it takes is one of those gears not working for the war to stop we're going to get into that plus a lot more with this incredible story but before we do just wanted to remind everyone that our friend jeff berwick the dollar vigilante has a new crypto newsletter so if you're interested in crypto a big part of this independent media organization we've been friends we work the way because this story is absolutely incredible and and again just it just shows you the, the pure amount of change that individuals can make if they come together and if they understand what is happening i think this is why we're going to get into also the latest updates in the yemen war in this video and i think why this is why there's so much secrecy around the war in yemen and so much disinformation and so much also lack of coverage so people don't uh protest like we are seeing the protest in Italy where local unions have joined activists and tried to refuse a cargo ship, a Saudi Arabian cargo ship coming from Europe with weapons. These local unions even tried this cargo ship from stopping it from docking in Italy 
but they have protested and are refusing to supply it uh, in a larger protest against the war in Yemen, against the worst humanitarian crisis in the world right now. The dock workers have pretty much gone on strike. They're refusing to work <laughs> and they're refusing to service this ship, which they tried to stop from docking in the first place. And they're, of course, of course, uh, these, these unions and dock workers are joining human rights campaigners who are opposing the stocking of this ship with more weapons because they fear uh, that these weapons are going to be used against civilian populations, which predominantly they are in Yemen. That's why we have the largest humanitarian crisis in Yemen. Uh, of course, uh, there was also a demonstration where protesters held signs opposing the war, opposing armed trafficking that's happening from Europe to Saudi Arabia. And it's important to understand that this same ship was loaded up in Belgium, but it was also blocked in France. And France had similar protests uh, occur in that city. And uh, this is a movement that's happening all over Europe with, of course, very little coverage from the mainstream media. And this also is going along Italy's government. Jason, this is, this is huge, huge news and, and shows us how, man, the, the gears of war, they're, they're extremely susceptible towards just one of that small group of people deciding, hey, we don't want to have blood on our hands, and it looks like they're actually very effective at it, Jason. Yeah, what can I say but, hey, mambo, mambo, italiano. Couldn't be more proud of my people, folks. Such a great moment to stand up. Here in the United States, most people don't even realize that Yemen is being bombed into, you know, a lot of people say the Stone Ages, but it's worse than that, bombed into starvation. That humanitarian crisis is only because of the war effort and i want to point and out and this is what the military industrial complex do all over the world that they didn't even want this ship to dock they weren't actually going to load up weapons at this location this is where the quote-unquote humanitarian aid was supposed to be loaded on as you stated before <clears throat> belgium did load it with arms france refused they tried their best not to even allow this to dock at port but when it got there at least it was met with protests banners, intelligent people that know what's going on and refused, refused to be a weapon of war knowing that that aid would be weaponized against the people. I didn't even know you were Italian, Jason. That's news to me as well. But, but by the way, this is also backed up by Italy's, quote, five-star movement, which is a part of the government's ruling populist kind of leaning coalition, who has also fought in Italy to end the government's arms deals with the Saudi kingdom for years. But in France, this is important, in France, the government there is threatening to put journalists in jail because they actually exposed how the French government was arming uh, this conflict in Yemen, and they are facing five years in jail and could be fined $83,000 for simply doing journalism, for having documents that whistleblowers gave them, and reporting to the public what the government was doing in secret, and the government didn't want the population to know. Because as you know, we've been covering a lot of conflicts inside of Paris, inside of France, uh, and there's a lot of grievances in that country. And this just adds to another one, but shows you, Jason, this is another layer that I kind of wanted to talk about here and discuss here. The level of propaganda, the levels of disinformation, the level of or just complete silence on this topic, uh, because it shows that they need our compliance. They need 
our acquiescence. They need our participation or our blindness to get away with the insanity that they're pushing. Because again, it is insanity to support Saudi Arabia, uh, to be a part of a coalition for Saudi Arabia with everything that is happening in Yemen right now. Again, we're, we're talking about millions and millions of people uh, going through the worst hell on earth. One million people have contacted uh, con uh, uh, cholera in that region. 12 million, 12 million people are facing famine. And sadly, uh, humanitarian aid, food aid has been weaponized in the region, either by the Houthis or by the Al-Qaeda rebels or by the Saudi Arabian coalition. All of them, whenever humanitarian aid goes in, they, of course, use it as a weapon, use it to support local population and to starve local populations. And this is something that has been created uh, because of a larger idiotic proxy war. And it's totally, totally stupid. And it's important to remind people that this is also something that Donald Trump is fully behind since Donald Trump also vetoed a bill for the United States to end support for the war in Yemen. We have to understand here the U.S. House of Representatives. U.S. Senate actually came together and actually was able to pass a law. That law was to call for the end of U.S. involvement in Yemen. Donald Trump got this law and said, and this bill, and said, no, we're not going to be signing that, uh, at the dismay of many individuals and still continuing his support of this brutal regime and this endless bloody conflict that has been going on for far, far too long, Jason. Absolutely far, far too long. And to put this into perspective and not just talk about numbers here for a moment, let's talk about people. I know a lot of you out there are extremely apathetic to things that aren't going on right in front of you, but when we talk about the world's worst humanitarian crisis, we're talking about three quarters of the population, over 22 million people, million people, think about that, that need our aid, you know, whether it be food, housing, clothing, or maybe just not to have their neighborhood bombed to hell, okay? This country has little to no idea, Luke, we are even in a military conflict with Yemen. They right. don't know where Yemen is on a map. They don't understand how we're aligned with Saudi Arabia and even Israel on this matter. They don't understand but that. that's the big trifecta, Saudi Arabia, Israel, and America in the, in the Middle East pushing their agenda. Picking out the targets, that it's our weapons, and that we might as well be with war, at war with Yemen ourselves. Thank God for these Italians that broke it down and said, listen, they're not even loading the weapons on there. Think about that. They're not even loading the weapons, and they're saying, you know what? This is bull. We cannot have blood on our hands. We're not going to put this aid on here and then have a village bombed. And that's what people don't understand. You know, when we talk about military aid and drops, that is often a guise for actual military action. And when drone bombs are taking the lives of children, of children that have nothing to do with this conflict whatsoever, we should be sick to our stomachs. Right. We should be out in the streets. We should be demanding we get out of this conflict. In fact, enough people demanded in this country, even though it's not well known, that both the Congress and the Senate passed us to get out of it. And now yeah. it's been vetoed. So yeah. you can't tell me that Trump is the peace president. You can't tell me he's the guy getting us out of the Middle East. You can't tell me that's it. Yeah, that's, 
That's, that's one way of, of describing it. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree with you. You, you. you know, a lot of people are making excuses for Donald Trump, saying, no, no, he's going to do this eventually. He's going to do, he's going to end the war in Afghanistan soon enough. He's doing his best. Huh. Look what he's doing in Yemen right now. He's got way too much poppy in Afghanistan and oil, oil reserves and that type of stuff. I mean, that's what's feeding the, the heroin, the opium, the Oxycontin, and the fentanyl that is destroying our population they're 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 not going to get out of afghanistan look at the photos and videos of of children starving of of the devastation in that country this is a sitting president allowing this to happen there's no morality here we have to understand that this man put john bolton in power Mm -hmm. for a very specific reason many people call it tough negotiations it's not tough negotiations when people are literally being affected by it right now but again this story, this story is huge. It should be everywhere because it shows us how weak, how fragile the war industry is and how just stupid it is. And how if you're a part of it, if you're loading ships uh, with weapons to go over there, you're a part of the problem. And in, in Europe, the unions are seeing that and saying, hey, I have a conscience. I, I can't allow my work to add to addition to the worst humanitarian crisis in this world right now, to the worst suffering. And we look at other cases like Vietnam. There's an extreme learning lesson for the establishment during Vietnam, and that is that the press can affect the public. The public can affect the wars, as it did in Vietnam, where reporters actually did their job. They weren't just embedded and told what to say and not to say by the military-industrial complex, but they were there on the ground with soldiers getting injured, showing the atrocities of war, broadcasting that to the American public, showing you how just unnatural, how idiotic, how stupid it was to go all the way halfway across the world to fight other people on their land for what? For what? What is what is the whole conflict about? Can even can someone even tell me in the street randomly what the whole conflict about is in Yemen? I should probably do that. I should probably walk the streets uh, of New York City, do a kind of uh, do a segment where I just talk to random people and be like, hey, why are we fighting in Yemen? <laughs> See what people say. Uh, let me know if that's something you guys would be interesting in, uh, interested in. I'm thinking about doing more on the street uh, kind of coverage myself, but holy God. That, and, and I think this is why so many people, Jason, are oblivious to uh, what's happening with American foreign policy. I think there's, that's why there's so much distraction, misdirection, because if we knew what we were doing, if we knew what Donald Trump was doing, if we saw the effects of Lockheed Martin bombs and all these other uh, military industrial complex weaponry, advanced weaponry that's being made here and shipped over there, if we saw the effects of it, we wouldn't be for it, because sadly... Most of the people affected by war are predominantly innocent people, women, children that didn't deserve to have their life destroyed because of stupid, idiotic policy. That's my take on it. What about yours, Jason? Yeah, I think if you did that video and you walked up to 50 people, I don't think one could give you a real in-depth answer. And maybe, maybe five of them would be because of our allegiance to Saudi Arabia, and that would be the limitation of what they knew. That's just a prediction. I think that would be a great idea for a video. What do you guys think in the comments? Okay, so we have that. And sorry, the audio wasn't that great on that. They, that was on their end, though. Um, so, you know, just, a, again, another perspective. And that's a war that, you know, a lot of you probably didn't know we were even over there, what we're doing. 
but you know we're we're doing a lot of wicked stuff around the planet the, the military industrial complex is and um we need to know about it the next report this came out this week this actually broke on cnn originally and it's entitled uh u.s intercepts russian bombers off the coast of alaska U.S. F-22 stealth jets intercepted four Russian bombers and two Russian Su-35 fighter jets off the coast of Alaska. These are Russian bombers. These are just fighter jets. Yeah, they had two Su-35 fighter jets with them, most likely as an escort. But this is off the coast of Alaska on Monday, according to a statement from the North American Aerospace Defense Command. The Russian nuclear-capable long-range bombers flew into the air defense identification zone which extends approximately 200 miles off Alaska's western coast. The Russian bomber flights are seen by the U.S. military officials as part of Moscow's effort to train its military for a potential crisis while simultaneously sending a message of strength to its adversaries. And then, you know, this was on Marfugal News, and the first one was called, and I'm not going to play it, but it's it's about a 15-minute video if you want to hear it, I'll give you the link here. It's called all, all Eyes Are on Sky King, Sky King Do Not Answer, Setting the World's Nuclear Stage. And this is all about these this Sky King thing and these nuclear codes that were broadcast. And I don't, listen, I, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit trail today. I don't know enough about it. But if you want to know more about it, there's the link for it. He's the only one I know of that's really covering it. And then he put out another one which is saying preparing for mass evacuation no coverage the earth is trembling so that one is a like his regular broadcast which is like three hours long so i i couldn't didn't have the time to get through that whole thing but i give you the links if you want to know more about that now continuing on the next um report is did president trump convert to judaism now we already know he's a kabbalist which is really like shabbat lubavitch is what they're saying is the sect of judaism that he converted to which is the most radical sect it is the most satanic it is the most kabbalistic um it is the highest level witchcraft it's the one jared kushner is in it's the one ivanka his wife which is trump's daughter is in she's seen wearing that red string all over the place her daughter wears the red string uh it's no you know it's it's not a a big like a secret that both ivanka well, Jared has always been Shabbat Lubavitch, but then um, Ivanka converted, and evidently they've put a lot of pressure on Trump to convert. And I can't, I'm, I don't know 100%, but this wouldn't surprise me one bit. He's already, we know he's a practicing Kabbalist. He's already mentioned that in his book, his Kabbalah teacher. Okay, I gave you the quote. So this would not be anything for me to, to, to any stretch of the imagination to believe this couldn't be the case. And then it says, and could Jared Kushner be Trump's vice president pick in 2020? Presidential race. This actually makes sense once you really think about it. Many people have wondered if Jared is actually the Antichrist, that we'll make a peace covenant in the Middle East. Add the fact that POTUS has never asked Jesus for forgiveness. He's openly admitted that. And a Christian is known by his fruits. Obviously, Trump is not a Christian. Trump has reportedly told close senior White House associates that he wants Jared Kushner on the presidential 2020 ticket now again this is speculation this is rumor this isn't hard facts but if you think about it it would make sense considering us going 
to war with Iran, World War III, all of the ramifications of that. Jared Kushner putting the peace plan together. The fact that that could put him in the pre predominant position of being the coming Antichrist because he's going to come as a man of peace. He's going to confirm the covenant with many for a week, meaning seven years. He's going to get everybody on the same page. So, there's, uh, he's a likely candidate. Now, I think at bare minimum, he's a John the Baptist type figure for the Antichrist. Two senior sources said that pres the president has expressed he would prefer Kushner as vice president over Mike Pence for the next 2020 run, in part due to the fact that Trump believes Kushner is the Jewish Messiah or the Moshiach, which is the Antichrist, guys. I've heard this. This is not the first time I've heard this. I don't know if I've said that yet in my study, but yes, I have heard that. A lot of people are thinking that good old Kushner is the Antichrist. Now, I've done whole studies. Now, I haven't even done the study yet on this. So I'm getting ahead of myself, but I've got, and it's not edited yet. I, I can't get to all the information. I'm sitting right now, I'm in front of my computer. I've got 140 pages of content right now. You know, when I get done with this study, I'll probably have 25 less pages, maybe 30. I'll still have 110 pages to get through. But see, the news is so piling up and it's so important. And I don't know when the last, you know, any of this stuff goes down on kind of of a, of a global level, false flags, whatever. Most likely, they're going to shut the internet down because they're going to want to control. I mean, you, you look at other countries when this type of stuff happens. That Easter bombing, they shut down the internet for the whole country. I'm pretty sure, or they severely restricted it, where you could only see, you know, the official narrative. New Zealand's been the same way. They can't even view alternative websites. You have to go out of the country if you're in New Zealand just to even get the word out on it. Just to a certain extent. So, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. The sources added that Trump said he gen, uh, generally likes the job Mike Pence has done, but that, quote, things are moving so quickly with our plans in Israel that we need Kushner closer to power wow the quote was provided by a source who said that trump said this verbatim word for word and again this is not the first time i've heard this the source did not speculate on what president president trump meant by the plans in israel or why kushner would would be need close needed closer to power so i'm gonna just go ahead and let rick wiles explain this If Jared Kushner is vice president, that's not weird enough. Here's the one that really is weird. Donald Trump converted to Judaism two years ago, according to White House official. There it is. That's his blog. He said, President Donald Trump converted to Judaism two years ago and joined Chabad Lubavitch Synagogue in New York City, according to a high-level White House official. Mr. Goldberg says the story has allegedly been held by... Again, Habab Lubavitch is the worst sect, as far as I can see, 
of Judaism. They're the ones that, you know, are trying to rebuild, you know, the third temple with their awaited savior, the Antichrist, is going to occupy it. It's what Jared Kushner is. It's what Ivanka is. It would be the obvious, if he was going to convert to Judaism, that would be the obvious one he would convert to. It's It also utilizes the Kabbalah, which is the highest form of Jewish witchcraft at the highest levels. CNN's editors for months, but is due to be released within the next few days. David Elias Goldberg, a fellow at the Jewish Center of Anti-Semitic Study, has also interviewed the White House source. According to the source, Trump was pushed by his daughter Ivanka and son-in-law Jared Kushner to join the faith. At first, Trump resisted, stating it would threaten his base of evangelical Christian voters. However, he had a change of heart and officially converted in early 2017. The ceremony was held in private and closely guarded for nearly two years. It appears the White House is prepared to slowly release this information, and by summer, it is expected Trump will fully address his new faith in an evening televised news conference. Doc, this is so far out. I, this is so far out that I don't, I don't even, I can't, I can't rule out that it's, it's because of... Uh, he is clearly the most pro-Israel president in the history of America. He's given Israel every single thing that they've wanted, mm -hmm. and he's about to give them war with Iran. And so has he converted? Well, I would. I've asked that question about John Hagee, and I'm very serious about it. If I had John Hagee here, I would ask John Hagee, have you converted to Judaism? And I guess we'll find I've out. I've done whole studies on John Hagee. They, these are these are the types of Christians that believe in, um, it's called ethnic salvation, I believe. You can just key in Hagee in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com where they actually believe that if a person is of Jewish or, origin, they're saved. They're saved. Their blood that flows through their veins grants them salvation because they're God's chosen people uh, in their eyes. And... Um, that's all they got to have. Just that. That's it. So John Hagee is is um, a real heretic on a whole other level. And knowing that uh, the synagogue of Satan, and I don't want to blame all Israel, but just the synagogue of Satan, Kabbalistic Jews own Trump the way that they do. They've bailed him out of so many bankruptcies. They've done so many covers. They've got him blackmailed so many different ways. They've got him over the barrel on, on so many different levels. He's so easily, from what from what I've also read about Trump, he's so easily duped. He, he's so, he acts like he's this brilliant whatever. He's not brilliant. He's just so not brilliant. He's so easily influenced. He has all of these knee-jerk reactions. All it takes is somebody getting into his ear. And his main advisor is Jared Kushner and Ivanka. And they're literally, you know, you could literally... There's a there's a pretty good likelihood he may be the antichrist. So can you imagine how how absolutely utterly brainwashed Jared Kushner has Trump? I mean, this is the guy that if he's not the antichrist, he's he's the John the Baptist, the forerunner to it, and Netanyahu, and all of these people that own Trump, lock, stock, and barrel. And I haven't even done the studies that fully go into that yet, but I will if I can ever get to it. 
I mean, he doesn't have a chance. I mean, unless God intervenes. That, but you know. Anyway, I just want to throw that in. John Hagee dies, and we'll see if he gets a Christian burial or a Jewish burial. I think that's when we'll find out. But I, I, I'm very. I have no idea. I can't. I'm not. I'm not saying that John Hagee that I know for certain has converted. I'm just saying his behavior and his speech is not Christian anymore. Right. It's Jewish. And I have to wonder if John Hagee secretly converted to Judaism. When it comes back to President Trump here, um, we have to really do a comparison here. Um, if, you know, and he celebrated among the evangelical right, but let's be honest. What has he delivered for the religious right? Do we still do we still have abortion? Do we still have homosexuality? Do we still have all these things going on in our nation? In fact, the other day, President Trump uh, criticized the abortion law in Alabama. Yes, and a lot of people missed that. They just kind of oh, don't talk about that. And he's he also, criticized and the he same position as Pat Robertson. And he supports same-sex marriage. Yes, those are Jewish values. Yes. So if you do a side-by-side -side comparison, remember back when we were selling, Rick, we did the Ben Franklin clothes. All right. All right, you took a piece of paper, you put a line down the middle, and you put the benefits on one side, of the, uh, the one uh, right. product and the benefits of the other on the other side. You have to ask, all right, for the Christians, what has President Trump delivered? Put it on that left-hand column. For Israel, what has he delivered? Well, I can tell you what he's delivered. He's delivered the Golan Heights. He's delivered the uh, embassy. He's delivered all these different... The, there's going to be a big deliverer with the peace deal. But, Doc, if you ask Christian Zionists, they would say he did deliver. He gave the Christian Zionists everything they dreamed about for Israel. But the Christian Zionists did not, did not use any political clout to stop abortion to stop same-sex marriage, right. to ban pornography, yeah. to reinstate prayer in school. None of that Nothing. has changed. None Nothing. of that has changed. Not a single one. Because right. the Christian Zionists do not care about those issues. Right. They have sold out. They've completely sold out. So uh, I want to show you one more article. This is, uh, let me see if I can... This is the Times of Israel. Yeah, the Times of Israel. This was uh, published March 22nd, 1999. Here it is, number 11. Yeah, what is it? March 22nd, 2019. This is the Times of Israel. Wow. Trump, the first Jewish president of the United States. Wow. Now, that's not us saying that. Right. That's Times of Israel. And it's showing... Trump with one of those little skull caps on at the Wailing Wall, um, and um, the little Jewish skull cap things. Those are actually pretty blasphemous, from what I heard. It was it's a it's a blasphemy take on Golgotha, where Christ was crucified, which is called the place of the skull, and uh, Golgotha was the place of the skull. And the, the skull cap it has something to do with some type of blasphemous knock at Jesus from what I've heard. But yeah, what do they know that we don't? I mean, the Times of Israel, they're, they're one of their main mouthpieces for Israeli news, Trump, the first Jewish president in the United States, and there's not a question mark after the title. They're stating it. Times of what nation? I mean, they're putting this guy on the, the Temple Institute is putting Trump and Cyrus on the coin. 
And then on the other side, it's the rebuilt temple. And they're saying Trump's going to get this temple rebuilt. I mean, wouldn't you think that as in the back pocket of Israel, and I'm talking about the, the Kabbalistic synagogue of Satan, the, the worst aspects of, of um, Israel, of, of Judaism. I mean, is it outside the realm of possibility to think, knowing he's already a Kabbalist, which, I mean, that's, that's the highest level of Shabbat Lubavitch. He's already there in that regard. Why would it be a stretch to think as much as they own this guy, as much as they're going to require of him and are demanding of him, knowing that his own daughter is married into this, and Jared Kushner is his main advisor, who might be the Antichrist, why would it be such a stretch to think that he, he couldn't have converted to Ju Judaism? In private for now, but it will be announced later, I believe what they're going to say. Israel. So the people in Israel, that's an English-speaking newspaper in Israel, and that's what they read, that Donald Trump is the first Jewish president of the United States. And how did they qualify that, Rick? They gave a list of things that he did for Israel. First of all, right. of course, moving the embassy to Jerusalem. That's right. That was a big deal. Then recognizing Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. He's the first sitting U.S. president to visit the Western Wall. Uh, they gave him credit for defeating ISIS. They gave him credit for rebuking the United Nations for when the U.N. criticized Israel. Uh, they, they credited him with closing the Palestinian office in Washington, D.C., and they said, these things, what is one, two, three, four, five, six, these six things qualify Donald Trump to be named the first Jewish president of the United States. And that's what the Times of Israel said. Yeah, that was not David Duke's newsletter. Right. It's a Jewish-owned right. newspaper. Yeah. And right. they're proclaiming Donald Trump to be the first Jewish president of the United States. So now when you look at this David Elias Goldberg saying that a White House insider told him that President Trump converted to Judaism two suddenly, years ago. Suddenly it doesn't sound so crazy, does it? it's not too crazy. And that CNN knows about it, and CNN is sitting on the story and will be releasing it at some point. Okay, so let's, let's just, what if it's true? What is what if it's true? What does that say to you, Doc? That says to me there's been a, such a major shift in values in America. It's no longer Judeo-Christian values anymore. It's Judeo values now. Yes. Yes. And what would the impact be if if some night this summer, you know, maybe late August, the president has, you know, a special televised event, and he's sitting there very serious, very solemn, and says, I want to inform the American people that there's been some major changes in my life. I've observed my family. You remember, I, you know, of course, Jared and Ivanka, but there's other influences in his family, uh, Jewish influences in his family. And he says that I have made a decision that I am a, a proponent of the Jewish faith. I mean, they're not even talking about the all the red string wearing going on with Ivanka and her daughter and his first wife, um, Marla Maples, or I don't know if that's second, I don't know. And all of the other stuff that is easily provable online. They're not even, I mean, they, I guess they don't know about it, but the, the fact they're not quoting the fact of the, of the book quote I told you about with Trump 
And his Kabbalah, his Kabbalah teacher, and that book was published, I believe, in 2003. I, I, I read you right out of the, the, the book itself. I have a photocopy of the page or, or, or a screenshot of the page. So it, you know, none of this is a stretch to believe for, for me. Particularly of the Shabbat branch of Judaism. What would that signal to America? What, would people care? Well, the Jewish community would applaud it would be very difficult for them because most of them hate him. It'd be it's it's like a Freemason. Once you once you take all those blood oaths, your oaths are to your other brothers. And there's all type of examples where you can go into court and if you have your your feet in a certain position before the judge, and the judge is a Freemason, he's got to rule in your favor. There's a lot of other instances. It'd be the same thing as that. It, that means he is beholden to Israel, not America. Israel, and that's the way he's behaving. This is His actions are lining up with what we're saying here, that he has converted to Judaism. It'd be one thing if he was indifferent to Judaism and, and you know he didn't have a son-in-law that was of the most hardcore Kabbalistic sect of Judaism and his daughter hadn't converted and he wasn't making book quotes about how his Kabbalah teacher taught him this or that back in 2003 and that his ex-wife before that was wearing the Kabbalah red string and his granddaughter's wearing the Kabbalah red string it'd be one thing if none of that was true but all of that is true and easily provable and I probably don't even know one one hundredth of what's really going on liberal leftist Jews that would be very difficult for them the Christian Zionists, I think, would applaud him. You do? Oh, yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, him. absolutely. I do. I, I believe the Christian Zionists would applaud him. I think yeah. John Hagee oh, yeah. and Kenneth Copeland and Paula White and all of them, I think they would applaud him. They would say, we embrace his Jewish, um, his newfound Jewish faith. We embrace it because Israel and America share values. Right. And that would just be the ultimate, wouldn't it? Yes. I really think that they would embrace. Now, I think a lot of his supporters are going to take a walk. I don't know. I, I think a lot will stick with him. I do, too. I, I'm because, taking a walk. Well, I, I know you would. Yeah, I'm taking a walk. Uh, but there would be... Um, his supporters are probably going to think it's no big deal. Oh, that's, that's his prerogative. They don't understand the type of stuff, though, that we're getting into. You have to be fully educated on the subject to understand what a big deal that that is. majority that would stick with him, though. Let, let's be honest. A majority would stick, yeah, stick with him. Yeah, because, honestly, the, they don't care. The conservatives in yeah, America aren't religious anymore. Right. They're secular conservatives. I mean, they... They allow homosexuality and they, I mean, everything in between. And so uh, it's, it doesn't impact them anymore. It's not a, conservatism is not a religious value in America anymore. It's, it's some sort of, it's a religion of the state. Right. I mean, yeah, so I, th I don't think, yeah, I, I, I don't think it'll be a big deal. Overall, it won't be a big deal. And then suddenly having your son-in-law, your Jewish son-in-law as, as the vice, vice president, president doesn't sound so crazy anymore either, does it? No, sure doesn't. Okay, so let's talk more about what he just said there. This is just a really little video they did on that subject about could Jared Kushner be President Trump's vice president pick for 2020? So here's the first woo-woo story. Donald Trump 
reportedly wants Jared Kushner to be vice president in 2020, replacing Mike Pence as the vice president. So the ticket would be Trump Kushner. Now, is that too far-fetched to believe anymore? Nothing's too weird anymore. Nothing is too weird. I, I don't rule out anything. So uh, that may be news to Vice President Pence that he's about to be replaced by the president's son-in-law. It's never happened where the president and the vice president our family members. The closest thing we got was a president and and the attorney general, John F. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy. President Kennedy appointed his brother as the attorney general. Right. That was shocking to people back in 1961. But for the president to replace Mike Pence with his son-in-law, which would then put Mike would put Jared Kushner in the running to be president in 2024. Right. I'm not ruling this out because that puts Ivanka in the White House, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It may not be too crazy. <laughs> it, it may not be too crazy. Can you imagine 2024, uh, a Kushner-Kushner ticket? Jared and Ivanka? She would use her, she would use her family name, so it would be Kushner-Trump. Kushner I mean, that's not that far-fetched. Now, once again, this is just speculation that we're sharing with you from this individual's blog, but the fact that he matched up those numbers uh, on another story kind of has our attention here that maybe he does have some insight, something coming from the White House. Okay, so that's all I have for part one, and we will go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.